the one thing I will say about this movie that describes my overall feeling, if I can succinctly put it into wor- words, even one word, is uh, pointless. While he was scheming, I was dreaming in the beamer, just steaming. Can't believe that I call my men cheating. So I found another way to make him pay for it all. So I went to Neiman Marcus on a shopping spree. And on the way, I grabbed Sole and Mia. And as the cash box rang, I thought everything away. Oops, there goes the dreams we used to say. There goes the times we spent away. There goes the love I had, but you cheated on me. And that's for that now. There goes the house we made a home. There goes you'll never leave me alone. For all the lies you told, this is what you're all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Fine, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I'm your host, Adam Portia. We were late as shit, but ladies and gentlemen, we're doing a show this week. I don't give a damn. We're making it happen, and I'm here with Matt Smith. Hey, everybody. We're not that late. It's like one day. Ish. We're one day-ish late. Something along One and a half days. We've got a. We had a We've had lot some of scheduling issues. You were just on uh, earlier tonight. We're recording this on Wednesday. You were just on uh, outside the cinema, right? Yes, fantastic how, how episode. Shit? Holy shit, we had a fucking blast. Uh, I've known those guys. I've listened to their show since 2009. Uh, so I've, they've been around for a long time. I've been a listener and a fan, and I've you know interacted with them for a long time. But this is the first time I've ever actually been on their show, and uh, I tell you. I like I I fucking hate myself. I think everybody knows that. Uh, <laughs> but let me tell you, this is a good fucking episode. Um, I would suggest to listeners though, listen to the first fifteen minutes of their previous episode because it gives a little bit of backstory about what happens in the in the new episode, which is weird for a movie review podcast. Uh, but there's a guy. That's a little different, right? Because yeah. they're they're reviewing exploitation films and and stuff like that. So it's. You know, they've yeah. got different feedback systems going Exactly. On. And there was a guy who was, uh, like, on their Facebook fan page and everything, post this big sort of, uh, you know, what he calls the Pink 8 Manifesto. And you, you would get a kick out of this. You remember Dogma 95? Yeah. It, it's kind of like his I, version. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's his version of that shit, right? And it's just garbage. And well, the guy- I love Dogma, but that sounds like garbage. Yeah. I don't want anybody ripping it off. I mean, there's one, there's no way to. But also just Jesus. Yeah, and uh, but so he goes through this whole spiel and everything, and uh, the guy actually called into the show uh, tonight, and we actually talked to him. And I, you know, I got, look as a guy who's done you know some movie stuff, nothing too big and fancy by any stretch of the imagination, but I've done things, and I've worked in film, I've worked in television, so I, I have background in this, so I can talk a little bit intelligently about these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Outside of just reviewing them, um, uh, but he—it's uh, it, an interesting time. So uh, outside the cinema, just go look it up on iTunes. They got a shitload of reviews and stuff like that, so they're fairly popular. I think they're usually in the top three hundred sometimes. And you and you guys t- uh, talked about uh, 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 what's her fucking name, Zelda, 
Is that a Rubenstein? Yeah, one of her flicks tonight, right? Yeah. One that I've seen a long time ago. I don't even remember that shit. Yeah, it's called Anguish. Uh, We Mm -hmm. saw it in the Back Alley film series about three years ago. And, uh, like, so at at that time, you... um, So so every October, they they show a horror movie every week um, on, you know, there. Mm -hmm. At the Back Alley film series. And so, but on the fourth week, just before Halloween... You go in, and you don't know what you're going to go see. You buy your ticket. They don't tell you the title of it. It's just mystery movie, 35-millimeter screening, and you go in, and that's what you do. And the first year that they did it, they did Anguish, and uh, it blew my fucking mind. It was great. I mean, if there's any movie to see, and we talk about it on OTC, um, you, you watch that movie in a theater. I mean, it, like, it really makes it, for sure. Um and then the next year they did Demons, which is another one uh, about like, where like people get trapped in a the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's that's a blast of a movie. And Demons then, is awesome. Have you seen the uh, new Blu-ray? Uh, I bought it actually. Oh, it's fucking I, I, great. I right? haven't had a chance to look at it, but I but uh, I did buy it dude, because I was gotta gonna get, gotta get on it. It's good. I I, I, I want to, but I, I bought it because I was initially that was what I was gonna do. I was gonna do a double feature of Anguish and that, but they were like, well, we reviewed Anguish way back when, and I was like, I don't want to do something you've already done already. And I'm trying to, you know, and it's tough to impress these guys because when I talk about people that do like obscure fucking cinema, these guys fucking do that shit, right? Yeah. Uh, so it is like. You know, you can't come across a lot that they probably haven't, you know, at least tangentially heard of. You know, and they, they kind of heard of the names of stuff, but I, I picked two movies that they hadn't seen. The other one I picked then was uh, Malibu High uh, from, I think, 79. Uh, it was in just a whole big big collection. It's kind of a, um, I don't want to say it's it's not a sexploitation per se, because it's not it's it's not that hardcore. Um, but it's a, you can look up the trailer, and, and I think actually they said the whole movie's on YouTube, so. Uh, it's a. It's kind of like a like a nudie uh, flick, right? Like a little, a, a little like bit. Not, well, I mean, all of those movies are uh, not really living up to their hype. No, uh, is the entire point of of expectation. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, well, the thing is, and and like you'll hear us talk about it on the show and everything, is that movie goes in like in waves. At first, yeah. you're just like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Then you're quickly bored, and then something brings it back up, and then there's something, and then you're bored again. Then it's like, oh wait, wait a minute, so what's going on now? And so that's what you know. So go check out that episode. Just uh, uh, Google Outside the Cinema and on iTunes and all that shit. And so it's there. Good all stuff. Right. Good times. Uh, well, yeah. So we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Our main review is going to be of Ted Two, uh, uh, but uh, that's not doesn't mean that you're only going to get one new release thing. No, we're talking about even more than that. Uh, I went we out, split uh, duties. Yeah. So we this saw works. another new release, and we'll talk about those and everything. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. Let's get into, into the business here, Matt. Uh, what, what have you been watching, sir? I think it's been a, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, before I talk about the new release stuff, I do want to talk about a couple of things, um, and then uh, I want to talk to you about True Detective. Okay. Uh, at least episode one, which uh, you know, people, it's been two weeks. Get on it. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I, I finally sat down to Brett Ratner's Hercules with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Hercules, and holy Hercules. shit, is that movie boring and tedious. <laughs> it's, uh, you would think it's great. It's it's not even a problem of, like, over overdone CGI or reliance. It's just really boring. Which, which if anything from the trailer, that's what it would have said to me. It's just like, oh, so much CGI that it's doesn't it doesn't feel peril. Uh, yeah, well, the, the thing is, like, the biggest CGI sequences, uh, that I can remember 
take place at the beginning of the film in kind of a, a montage recounting his uh, 12 trials, right? Okay. Um, and uh, they look great. They're, they're fun. They're exciting in, in their own little minute way because they're such a small part of the film. Uh, but once you get beyond that, it's just, you know, political. And it's like a fucking episode of Game of Thrones where no one dies. <laughs> Uh, you know, like it's very talky, but less interesting than Game of Thrones. So it's just really boring. Right. Hmm. Um, and so that's, that's what it is. Uh, not even Dwayne, the rock Johnson, who, as everyone who listens to this show regularly knows, uh, both you and I Big adore, yeah. uh, in total bromantic ways. Hmm. Um, he cannot save this fucking movie. Wow. He, he didn't save it. It, I think it also tanked at the box office and it's not surprising why if I had heard that this movie was good, uh, I would have rushed out to see it, um, being such a fan of his, but you know, I think the, the, the Brett Ratner took over and, uh, that guy with the exception of like the first, uh, rush hour film, I like rush hour. Too. Um, yeah, but it's not, I don't know. I just, I just watched that on TV today, honestly. And, uh, because it was on, I don't know, fucking Encore or some shit. And uh, compared to the first one, it is a sloppy fucking mess, man. Not uh, everybody likes it. I don't I... think he directs uh, very well. I mean, Red Dragon's interesting. That's where I was going to well, go, Red Dragon. I, I love Red Dragon, though. Yeah, but it's interesting because the performances in the script, right? The directing is really flat well, and uh, not really dynamic, right? When you're comparing it I'll to like what, what Demi and uh, Ridley Scott did with the other two films, and then you go and watch Red Dragon, you're just like, holy shit, is he filming this for like TV? Yeah, I mean, like uh, Hannibal was a piece of shit, but it at least, you know, was... Well, Hannibal's great, but it's not great because it's a great like movie. It's great because it's so exploitive and, <laughs> and, like, and like, like weirdly uh, obsessed with gore. Uh, that the the first moment that Ray Liotta is eating his brains, I'm just like, I'm fucking done with this movie. <laughs> yeah, I love that moment. It's so campy. And it looks so great. terrible. Yeah, it did. God, but, it looks terrible then. I enjoy that movie thoroughly. <laughs> Red Dragon is enjoyable, but way less interesting, right? Mm. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so I saw that fucking Hercules movie, and uh, don't watch it. It's terrible. There's a part in that, though, and like I ain't seen the movie myself, but I do know that there's a bit in there where I guess uh, The Rock is like breaking out of some chains in a jail or some such nonsense. Yep. That shit, like, I mean, obviously it's probably not the uh, the giant chains, obviously, that he had on or whatever, but like they did a thing where they like literally like, you know, chained him up to some degree and he fucking had to break out of that shit. I've seen some behind the scenes yep. video of it. Fucking astounding. And we're he's like very impressive. God almighty. This is like wow. Yeah. No, he's very impressive. That movie Not woo. so much. <laughs> uh no. I mean I don't I don't even think you could make a fun drinking game out of it. Wow. Um so saw that. I also uh sat down last night to uh the C- series premiere of MTV's Scream TV show. Mm-hmm. And uh, those of you who know me personally, which are probably like two of you out there in listener land, um, know that I'm a big fan of the Scream films. I do like all of them. I think four is uh, fucking brilliant. Um, I think four is almost brilliant until the end. Well, I might give you that, but I think it's fucking fun in any case, in a, in a good scene. Oh, I liked it. Don't um, get me wrong. But... Uh, 
but anyway, so the Scream series, okay, it's on MTV. That discounts it in some people's eyes. <laughs> I want to say, give this a chance. I thought that it was uh, a really interesting take on uh, on the structure of the Scream films. Uh, so, yeah, there's a killer who uh, we don't know as Ghostface, uh, at least yet. The mask is different. I think the mask looks fine. It's, you know, it's not a Halloween mask. Is it making so, a winky face? It looks like it's making a winky face. Uh, I mean, sort of. It looks like if you could imagine if the if the ghost face mask from the first one was just like also a like physically deformed uh, guy's face, maybe in some way is kind of it's like a weird hybrid between that. Um, something like, like Jason Voorhees real face maybe, uh, and, and, and the ghost face mask, um, as far as the facial configuration and weirdness of it. Right. Um, but, uh, this, this show, I mean, it holds to the tradition. I don't want to spoil anything cause it's only been one day and, uh, I do want to implore people to go and watch it, but it does hold to the tradition of the films of, uh, killing off its biggest name in the first, uh, like pre-credits portion of the show which is no um, spoiler they did it in every film practically that they did so oh yeah every right it was it was uh drew barrymore, drew barrymore and the then jada pinkett and then yeah. who who was in the third one as the beginning it's been a while yeah i've that's the one i've seen least frequently right? i would, I would but agree it, but it happens in every one like the big star is killed off like right then and there um and, and four they do it several times <laughs> yes indeed um uh, so uh you know, it's a tradition, and they hold to it. Granted, the big star here, because it's MTV, is is Bella Thorne, who most people our age and older will not even fucking know that name. Um, but uh, the rest of the cast rounds out pretty pretty well. I like all, all of the characters. Uh, it's a clever um, kind of reimagining of what of what a slasher film is in a serialized form. And of course there's like the same types of characters where like they, they know slasher films, but they also are very savvy about understanding television and uh, the current wave of horror on TV and why, you know, the Gothic plays well on TV because it's, you know, castles and intrigue and all of this, but slashers, maybe not so much. And here's why. Right. And then it just goes from there. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to the next uh, episode, and hopefully, I can just keep talking to people and get them to watch the show because I do I do like it after the first uh, episode. Um, let's talk uh, True Detective for like uh, four or five minutes here. Um, I'm really sad myself. I tried to find some go- Ghostface Killer on the thing, but I, <laughs> I couldn't. Not quick enough. Well, uh, Darn it. <laughs> I've seen him live, and he was fucking fantastic. If you get a chance to see Ghostface Killer live, see it. Do yourself a favor. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Um, uh, that's, you know, Parks and Rec. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I knew. Talk, I don't know talk, the other people. Let's talk True, True Detective. Uh, just the first episode, because uh, you haven't seen the second one. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, I've been super busy with all the bullshit that I've had to do. I say bullshit with love, uh, but just so much stuff I had to, you know, because I did the OTC stuff, and then I'm doing two episodes of Here Movie Pod tomorrow, and then this stuff, and then so I've had so many things that I've had to kind of go through. So I've only gotten a chance to watch the one. Uh, I'll probably watch the second one so, maybe sometime tomorrow or this So weekend. let's start here, I think. Um, there's been a lot of criticism of this show based entirely on 
how people felt about last season. This much is true. Uh, which I think is crazy town. And the reason I think it's crazy is that this is an anthology series. The storylines uh, are completely different. Mm-hmm. And as such, the structure I would expect would be different. And the emphases on different aspects of what people liked or didn't like are also reconfigured, right? So, so you know, it's not the same show. It's not like season two of, uh, I don't know, Roseanne comes out and then <laughs> suddenly everything's fucking different and you hate it. It's, it's literally like just, it's a new show. Right. That you have to figure out. Right? Which is what, you know, and that's that's why I thought, you know, like Heroes on NBC when that like started to suck. It was just like, because initially this that was their plan was to do kind of an anthology series. It's like each season you're going to get a new cast of people, but it did sold too well. And then, well, it turned into garbage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, American Horror Story does the anthology format very well. Um, and, you know. People who are fans of that show like different seasons to varying degrees, depending on what your actual interests are. And and I, that's what I love. I mean, I've never seen the show, but that's what I love about the idea of that is that it's an anthology show, but everybody, well, most everybody comes back and they're they're playing completely different things. Yeah, I dig that. And 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 I do like the like True Detective takes that a step further, and it's just completely different actors. Yeah. Um. Uh. So let's let's delve into this just a little bit. Okay. Um. So, I will concede that True Detective's first episode of season two is a little long, or feel, feels long. It's it does the same feel long. Language. Honest to God, feels a little long. You're right because I I was kind of looking. I was and and I did have at least a thought once or twice. Going, is this longer than an hour? It feels like it's longer than an hour. Yeah, and it's a little bit meandering, and it takes a little while to get to its point, right? Um, and people seem to really hate that, (laughs) which blows my mind because, uh, the first season is the same thing. It's the same thing. I know people will say that they were hooked in from the very beginning. That's fine. But it is the same thing where the first three episodes of the first season of True Detective were like basically flashbacks and interrogation room interviews where Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey were discussing things in very cryptic, nonspecific language. But it was almost, I I think, I mean, I get what you're saying there, but I think in a way also too, that was at least for the audience expository enough for them to grasp what was going on to a degree more so than this season. I think this season is very much like, watch out now. Well, here's what I think's going on. Uh, my one of my old professors commented on my Facebook status about this, and uh, I agree. This season so far plays much more like a traditional procedural, right? There are all these narrative strands that are meandering and out in the ether, right? But by the end of the first episode, there's a crime that's brought everybody together. There are stakes that are set. And there's an understanding of what they're up against, right? Um, The first season of True Detective emphasized that in a different way, right? It was all about brutality and the uncaring nature of the universe. And I think that True Detective season two is more preoccupied with uh, human brutality, specifically, 
and the uncaring nature of human beings, at least so far. Mm -hmm. And so I think just by reconfiguring that emphasis and putting it on a different trajectory that operates more like a, like a standard police procedural or detective story, um, it's jarring for people who loved that thing specifically about the first season. And I think there's a lot of pushback just from people who really liked the structure of the first season as opposed to what it was actually doing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's like people love a thing, and then when it's just like, hey, we're going to give you more of that thing but in a different way, a lot of times you're going to get that, that, that pushback of, no, I want the thing that I want. I yeah. don't want the thing that you think I might want that might make my appreciation for that thing grow. No, no, I want the thing that I want, and that's how I want it. And yeah. there, we got a lot of garbage-ass television shows out there right now that are living proof of that. Just go, look, I want the same shit. I want it every week, and I want it predictable, and yeah, I, I mean, want it to be the NCIS thing. NCIS New Orleans, right? i never seen that one. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, there is. It is. It's got Scott fucking Bakula on it, which is a goddamn travesty for that man. Um. But, you know, like, I mean, this is the way that genre works, right? You get the reiterations and the variations, and that's fine. But I, th- I think that what's amusing to me about the criticism that's so far been le- uh, leveraged against this season of True Detective is that uh, if, if they had just done the same thing that people liked, people would complain that they were just redoing the same thing. Precisely. Right? And, and I... I've read some reviews and, and like all those reviews are pretty down on this season, but they're all based on the first three episodes, which were, was not even the point at which true detectives first season had gotten really good. I mean, the fourth episode of, of the first season is like the selling point. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that I was in love with that, that show from the, from the get go. I mean, I did, I like, I waited a couple weeks so I could kind of just bang them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't love that show right out. So I mean, and that's why, like, I I feel the same way with this one. Uh, with when the first episode finished up, I, I I'm not yet in love with this show. I am willing to give it a complete try. I mean, there's only how many episodes are going to be in a season? I think I Is think they've upped it to ten. Ten over the last season's eight. Okay. Uh, so you know, I'm willing to give it. I'm willing to give it ten. I am. I'm absolutely willing to give it ten. I'm willing to ride the ride to see if it was worth it, um, because well, I, th- I, think, I like I all the people that are involved. Off. I mean, the first season pays off. I have problems with the with the last half of that season and what it does to how brilliant the first half was. I could see with the especially but, like the last the coda, especially to the end of season one. I can see people definitely having problems with. It. I dug it, but I see people. I can. I understand. Well, yeah. Right. Uh, and, and I understand people having issues with this. one. I'm just saying, like, it's a weird criticism where you're criticizing a show that's completely different from the first season that everybody loved for not being like that se- season and to predicate your expectations on something that based upon is, the thing is, that has is, no relation. is not the same thing the, at all. And it's based on your understanding of the entirety of those eight episodes, as opposed to like this one episode that you've seen was, um, is Lynn doing the other episodes, or is he just? I don't think he he's doing one? all of them. I forget there was some kind of shakeup uh, with the directors on that show this season, where it was not. I think I remember reading it was not going to be all the same director, mm-hmm. but may, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Because um, uh, I'll, I'll find out a, as we go along. But anyway, yeah, hmm. um, yeah. So 
yeah, I, I guess I want to say watch this show, guys. Uh, I think it's good. It's ten, it's 10 episodes. I know you've watched 10 episodes <laughs> of much shittier TV shows. Um, Vince Vaughn's acting is uh, fucking egregious in points. I'm going to concede that point. Uh, somebody pointed out that um, like if, if it were uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, they they would buy what what's going on with him, but uh, it's you know at that point it's just like Vincent D'Onofrio is a completely different caliber actor than Vince Vaughn. Vince I, Vaughn's fine. I, I think Vince Vaughn would be the first person to fucking tell you that. <laughs> but but you know he is a little shaky, and I think it's because he hasn't done straight up drama in a while. He uh, needs to, and I, I I just I have a feeling, and I, I don't know where this season's gonna go, but I, I want to see him do great things because I I think deep down I think he's capable of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, it's. I mean, think back to the cell for Christ's sake. Let's let's go ahead and bring that up. Yeah. I mean, because he was he was good in that very nice yeah. uh, kind of straight role. Yeah. Um, with, with Vincent D'Onofrio. Anyway. Enough. <laughs> uh, uh, so so check out True Detective. I think it's off to a solid start. Adam at least thinks that it's off to an interesting start. Um, I like all the people involved. I mean, I'm just like, oh, Rachel McAdams. Oh, this is, oh. Oh, and so yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down with giving it a shot. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about is is a uh, new release this week, just to come down on this this thing. <laughs> uh, so I went out to see Max, which Ooh. which I have to say was not the worst thing that I've seen. Who was it's, it that directed that? Bad. I saw the thing it's, when it was it's, like uh, uh, Yakin. The guy that made Remember the Titans. That's what it was. That's I was just like, I remember this guy directed something that I knew. Which Remember the Titans well, is he, great. Well, and he's written a whole bunch of shit and directed some stuff, right? Like he he did uh, his screenplays. He did um, Remember the Titans. He did uh, fuck uh, Prince of Persia. Yeah. Um, now you see me was his screenplay, which I thought was a fun enough movie. I like it well enough. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's not great. It's fun. Um, and then, uh, and then this, uh, movie, he's also written a lot of shit. Like he wrote the 89 Punisher flick, which and, will be uh, reviewing on second... HMP soon. What's that? I said, which will we, we'll be reviewing on HMP soon. So stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. Um, uh, you know, there's, he, he wrote like the second from dusk till dawn movie, the one with Robert Patrick. Uh, <laughs> Never saw it. I'm just like, you've already made a good movie. I don't need to see sequels. Thank you. Goodbye. And, uh, 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 Safe, which I think he also directed the J- Jason Statham movie. That one was pretty solid. Okay. I was thinking um, that. Anyway, so here he is with Max, which is uh, a really fucking weird story, right? About it's a dog that, that was uh, working with the Marines, right? It's a, it's a working dog in the Marines, uh, a service dog, um, who after an, uh, uh, an incident in Afghanistan with his partner, uh, is traumatized by the experience of, of being in combat and, uh, is returned to his handler's family. Um, because he identifies with the brother, the, the younger brother of his original combat partner. Because I'm sure this happens all the time. Well, you know, <laughs> like, uh, the science behind it is right, right? Like, like uh, dogs do recognize family, and they do, right? Uh, the problem is that the movie uh, very quickly becomes a m- weird mixture of 
<laughs> like pro America, good on you, July Fourth, uh, military propaganda, right? Mm-hmm. Like real men are in the Marines, real men do this kind of shit, as well as an emotionally uh, uh, like tiring um, Marley and Me extravaganza that ends <laughs> with, that does not end with the dog dying. Right, I will tell you that straight up, Max the dog does not die in this movie. So if that's a concern for you or your family, that was a concern uh, for me when I saw the trailer this weekend, and it was just like from from the people who brought you Marley and me. I'm like, this yeah. motherfucking dog's gonna die. Yeah, that was exactly where my mind went the first time. And there are some moments where you're just like, holy shit, man! Like there are actually people in this movie who, uh, I mean, characters, right? Who I would never let near a dog. Um, and so that pissed me off as a dog guy, but I, I made it through the movie. Uh, it features some pretty questionable acting from, uh, Thomas Hayden church and, uh, and, uh, Lauren Graham, um, who everybody will know from Gilmore girls <laughs> and, and most recently, uh, parenthood, right. She was on that show as well. Um, uh, it's, it's not a very good movie. I think it's probably a decent, uh, family flick like i, I would have watched this with my grandparents when i was you know a preteen or some shit <laughs> i think i think it's acceptable it's not the most egregious thing i do not recommend it if uh you give a shit about things being really good <laughs> um but you know like like there are more offensive things out there and this one is i think aimed pretty squarely at being a family adventure flick i mean right there's right like the peril is uh like the guy, the kid's combat, uh, shit, the kid's brother's friend, right. From home who was in his combat unit comes back to town as well. And Max doesn't like him. Um, and it turns out that he's a bad person who's involved in like criminal activity, you know? So, so it becomes a whole, like Max and the young kid have to stop this guy, but I think it's an okay family flick. Uh, don't rush out to see it. Uh, it's whatever. If you got kids, maybe you'll like it. Uh, Go rent Homeward Bound. (laughs) Rent rent it when it gets to Redbox or who gives a shit. Get it online. I don't care. Mm. Uh, but don't go see it just because it's out. I'm not giving it a hard recommend. I'm just saying like it's passable. It's okay. I didn't hate every minute of it, but there is very questionable acting in it. (laughs) Uh, from from both parties mentioned, the kids are fun. Not a problem with the kids at all. <laughs> it's the adults the, who've the been doing things for twenty adult years. <laughs> actors, I don't. And Thomas Hayden Church has the weirdest, fucking uh, straggly looking white trash, uh, blonde, <laughs> blondish gray mustache in this flick. <laughs> it's like really short on the sides and like wiry and we- I don't fucking know. Uh, questionable acting choices from the adults. Nice, but but all the kids are fine. They're they're fine. They're uh, stupid. And the dog's great. <laughs> it, it listens to its. The dog was the best actor in the whole film. The dog listens to its onset trainer's uh, commands very well. Good. That's good. To know. Uh, so I saw Max. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> uh, you went to see hashtag We Watch Everything. Some stuff. <laughs> Uh, and one movie that I didn't get to because I, I, I just didn't get to it. But I want to. 
Yeah, so uh, I'll get to that in a second. I'll kind of back up your HBO a little bit here. Uh, I did, however, get to see the first two episodes of Ballers, also speaking of uh, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I have not watched it yet, so um, interesting her opinion. Yeah, it's, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't dislike it by any means, and, you know, it is one of those things where, you know, The Rock just has a, you know, you can just watch him on screen do anything, really. Right. Um, but he plays a former football uh, star turned, uh, you know, agent, kind of rookie agent and everything, uh, working with people. And he's the most buff agent you'll ever see in your entire life. Um, but it's about him and the decisions that he's making trying to become, uh, you know, an agent in the sports field. Uh, something that's very interesting in this is that, you know, all of the NFL teams, I didn't get the chance to really read the article. I saw, I started reading it, but I was busy at work. Um, oh, but yeah. They can I know use, what you're talking about. They can actually use all the NFL ne- names mm-hmm. and stuff. Legally, illegally, without paying them. Which is great. Uh, yeah. Because, let me tell you, when you have like a movie like, you know, Any Given Sunday or something where it's all just fake-ass teams, it, it hurts. It, yeah. it it hurts the, the reality of these things because there's not the, the, the Washington booger lickers or whatever. Well it, well, it has to do with the, like, there is a, a portrayal clause in most of this shit, right? Where if the portrayal is not... Um, uh, slanderous or negative, uh, right? Or doesn't portray them truthfully, right? Which, right? Like any given Sunday is no. There's a lot of stuff going. On. Just like <laughs> look, isn't fucking pro football fucking hell and garbage and corrupt as shit? And the real answer is yes. <laughs> but, but you can't a tell can't them that. In the fucking movie. <laughs> No, but um, this this is more like you know, uh, you know, young dudes, a lot of young yeah. dudes and stuff, and like how uh, there, there's a great ESPN thirty for thirty called Broke. Uh, I suggest people check out, and that'll kind of also help inform a little bit of this uh, th- this show as well uh, about how like these young cats just don't know anything. A lot of them are taken from fairly poor families and stuff, and then brought in and given millions upon millions of dollars, and don't really use it very well. Because no one's really taught them how to do things. There's a story in the uh, in that in that thirty for thirty about a guy who got you know a ten thousand dollar check for that was his first check. He didn't know any better. He took it to like a check cashing place and they just laughed at him. They're like, we can't give you that money. But he didn't know any better. Uh, and so this is kind of like there's they talk a little bit about that kind of well, not that kind of stuff per se, but you get that sort of vibe. Is that you get these young cats in here and how they're trying to learn the system and everything. Uh, I forget his, I forget the kid's name, but it's Forrest Whitaker's kid. I mean, you can't help but look at him and go, "Well, that's who that is," because uh, he looks just fucking like him. <laughs> um, but he's uh, he's in this. He plays a guy who kind of retired a little bit early. He may be coming back in to play a little bit. We don't know, but uh, it's you know kind of the early life of you know somebody who peaked and you know just started to retire. Uh, there's a lot of very interesting aspects of this, and you know the politics of some football stuff. It's weird because uh, Peter Berg plays uh, the coach of the Miami Dolphins, which is odd to see, you know, a director just be a, a, an actor in a thing, mm-hmm. especially because Pete Berg has a particular way of speaking. Uh, it's not that it's bad or anything, but um, just interesting. Um, it's it's okay. It's okay so far. I'm interested to see where it goes. And, um, yeah, the, the Rock is just, he's, he's a magnetic magnetic personality so you can't help but you know enjoy kind of what the guy does even if it ain't all that great you're just like well he was fun to watch in it mm-hmm. but uh that's okay check it out i uh, will check it out uh we're gonna take specifically your recommendation yeah i mean it's uh, it's nothing don't get don't 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 over prepare yourself it probably won't blow you away but it'll be i think it's going to be interesting to see where it goes and the in the lives of these young guys and stuff uh 
who are you know have tempers and are you know out there and stuff and what happens. So it's cool. Uh, next up, I mean, I, I, outside of the things that you'll hear me talk about on OTC and the stuff that you hear me talk about on Here Movie Podcast in the next two weeks, <laughs> because that's what I've been doing is just watching movies for all this kind of shit. Um, I've been watching the hell, the hell out of Seinfeld on Hulu. <laughs> I have seen every episode of Seinfeld so many times, but yet it is something that I can continually can return to. Uh, it's a nice warm blanket. I fucking love the show. I just always have, always been a big fan, and, you know, whatever. And it, and it really is interesting watching, because I'm watching In Order, and um, it's amazing how some of these ones that are kind of like, you know, quote, classic episodes and stuff, were still done fairly early in the season, in the, in the series and everything. So that shows you, like, really how on point uh, that show's been really from the get-go. I'd say outside of a, you know, somewhat shaky pilot, once you get into that, you know, even in that first season, there's some there's some really fucking great stuff in there. And I, I just always love the show, and I know it's not for everybody, but I fucking love Seinfeld. Um, the only other thing, uh, I did get to see Me, Earl, Me, Earl and the Dying Girl uh, this week. This uh, movie had a lot of, uh, it was big hit at festivals and stuff like that, and having seen yeah. it. Alongside uh, Dope, it was like the big hit yeah. at Sundance this year. And I'd say both of these movies are very much worth going to see. Uh, Meet Earl and Dying Girl, uh, especially if you're like us and you love, uh, you know, kind of classic movies and stuff. One of the things that these two do to kind of pass their time and everything is um, make movies. And they make movies that are basically the titles of movies, but they make them weird and silly. Uh, and some of the it, the more Criterion films you know, the better. <laughs> Uh, because they do a lot of like really classic stuff, uh, so there's a lot of uh, I, I want to mention everybody here because there's a, there's a shitload of people in this, but it is uh, it, it's definitely a fun time. A young girl gets cancer, and uh, <laughs> that is a funny. <laughs> it's a fun time, everybody. Girl gets cancer. Get you know how those stories go. <laughs> Uh, so I'll, I'll read the INDB logline here that makes things a little bit easier. Uh, Greg, uh, a high schooler, Greg, uh, who spends most of his time making parodies of classic movies with his co-worker Earl, finds his outlook uh, forever altered by after befriending a classmate who has just been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, this is uh, directed by Alfonso Gomez Rion. Uh, it's got Thomas Mann, R.J. Uh, Kyler, sure, Olivia Cook, uh, Nick Offerman, and. Uh, Molly Shannon and whole John Barenthal's in it. Um, this this movie is great. It really is good. Um, this kind of misfit kid and everything, and he's just been kind of a low liar in school. Befriends everybody. He was really just trying to you know make his way through you know life and everything. But very he's a very fucking teenage kid, and sometimes he gets on your nerves, and sometimes you're just like this fucking asshole. Uh, but that's like what teenagers are, man. Sometimes they're just little fucking assholes. And, you know, they do stupid shit and don't know any better. And um, I, I think this is a very kind of accurate portrayal of, like, these kind of nerdy kids who, you know, don't really get along. And his mom, uh, you know, tells him, like, he, he knows this girl in passing. They don't really know each other. And his right. mom says, hey, you have to go out and, you know, make nice with this girl. You know, she's dying and everything. So just be a decent human being and just go. He's like, I don't want to fucking do that. Why would I need to do that? That's silly. I don't know her or anything. So he goes and just kind of hangs around or whatever. And it turns out, you know, I mean, they don't really, 
you know, they don't hit it off. And that's one of the great parts about this movie is that there's a whole, like, and this would be the part in the movie where, you know, the two people would, you know, meet eyes, you know, and become lovers or some such nonsense. Right. And he's like, that's not this type of movie. And it's completely 100% not. Uh, but uh, they develop a relationship and everything and her going through cancer and everything like that. Um, but it's it's great. It's a great it's great performances by everybody. I don't want to talk about too much in it because that's half the fun of this movie is seeing the things that happen. But uh, definitely 100% worth your watch. Do that. This uh, this director, I was just looking at his uh, his IMDb page, and uh, he he's done some a lot of TV work. He directed my favorite episode of uh, American Horror Story, which is the second I Am Anne Frank episode from Asylum, the second season. Um, oh, and I do want to say, it's, it's like as as dark and everything is that is that like the description and everything makes it out to be. There's a lot of fun to be had in this movie. There really is. Yeah, I get that impression from the trailer. He also, interestingly enough, directed the the somewhat remake, somewhat sequel of uh, the Town that Dreaded Sundown, which hmm. is on Netflix and is worth at least a watch. I won't say it's good. But it's worth uh, you know checking out if you uh, are a fan of the original film. It's an okay time. All right. Well, so that's kind of what we've been watching more or less here. So Mm -hmm. uh, let's get into our uh, only uh, new release review of this week, uh, outside of the two that we just reviewed for you. So shut up. (laughs) Our our joint. You got three. The one that we're both reviewing. So uh, here is the uh, the Red Band trailer, no less, uh, for Ted 2. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, here it comes. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Boom, boom. Let's all go to court. Boom, boom. Hey, you lawyer guys. You don't know me and Johnny are watching you while we're high. That was fucking that magic. That felt smooth. Listen, I got some big news to tell you. Oh, yeah? What's that? Tammy Lynn and I are going to have a baby. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Congratulations. Thank wait, you. wait, wait. How, how, how do you guys... That's the thing. We we uh, we got to find a sperm donor. Ted, we could get in a lot of trouble. Can you think of someone better than him? It would be a sweet-ass fucking baby. Tom fucking Brady. Four Super Bowl rings. Guaranteed Hall of Fame. Now, now let's give him a hand job into this red plastic cup. <laughs> Jesus. And that's at rest. What the hell? Get out of my house! Oh, God. Oh, God. Take your teddy bear with you. Holy shit. A perfect spiral. Hey, Johnny, thanks for yanking out a sample for me. Thunder buddies for life, remember? What is that? Get ready, dude. You got your hand on your dick. What are you doing? I'm trying to get it half hot so when I get in there, I can just bust it out. Sitting out here in a public jerking off where you think you are, a red lobster? If we want to have a baby, you're going to have to prove you're a person in a court of law. They said I'm property. Well, like garbage or a piece of shit. And maybe more like a hammer or an orange. It's just a word. Better ask my ancestors. One minute, you in Africa. You in the river washing your clothes. Titties just hanging. Next thing you know, you getting fucked by Thomas Jefferson. Wow, you make history come alive. Johnny, what are we going to do? We'll get a lawyer and we'll sue the fucking government for your civil rights. Let's go back. You must be Ted. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? I'm 26. Well, you know, I just don't want my lawyer singing Frozen songs during the opening arguments. We really appreciate your time, but I think what we're probably going to do is just take a seat and get to work. Trust you completely. Yeah, we really feel like you've got a lot to offer. I get migraines. I'm going to get a huge migraine in the parking lot in about 20 minutes. 
Ted. You're special. But what defines a person is making a contribution to society. Take that, motherfucker! Hey, that's what you get for fucking exercising! Can I use your laptop? Yeah, go ahead. What the fuck? What's going on? There's so much porn! I've been meaning to clear some of that out. Look at the organization here. Clockwise rim job, counterclockwise rim job. Sometimes you like seeing the tongue go the other way. Chicks with dicks? Oh my god. Oh my god, I have a disease, all right? I need help. There are no chicks with dicks, Johnny. Only guys with tits. All right, everybody, that was the trailer for Ted 2, our new release review of this week. It is written and directed uh, by Seth MacFarlane. Here's the IMDb logline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. Newlywed couple Ted and Tammy Lynn want to have a baby, but in order to uh, qualify to be a parent, Ted will have to prove he's a person in the court of law. Of course, sorry, Mark Wahlberg, the voice of Seth MacFarlane, Amanda Seyfried, Jessica Blarth, I believe is how you pronounce her name, Giovanna Ribisi, how, how can I pronounce that one correctly. Morgan Freeman, Sam J. Joe's, a whole lot of slew of other folks. And Second stuff. Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton, who is in a tick costume, which yeah. is awesome. And of course, <laughs> Michael Dorn, who is in a wharf costume. It's pretty it's, awesome. It's great. I will give them 100% credit. That was dope. Yeah, it was good. Um, I enjoyed the Comic-Con scene for that reason. Speaking of uh, of enjoyment, so let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the first one. Now, you had before, uh, before we had, uh, you know, uh, uh, while we left Before last week's week, episode, I had not seen the movie. you had not seen the first Ted movie. So let's right. start there. What were your first thoughts on the original Ted? Um, like a lot of things that Seth MacFarlane does, there are moments that are really funny, and then moments that are really not funny. Okay, that's generally it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I I didn't dislike the movie. I'm not. I don't think that. I'm the target for it uh, because I'm no longer a uh, like college undergrad. Yeah, 16, um, 17 year old. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I I don't know. I enjoyed it for what it was, but also I barely remember anything that happened in both movies and I watched them within the past seven days. <laughs> so <laughs> so there there's that. Um no, there are very funny moments. Uh, I think Seth MacFarlane's very talented uh, as a as a filmmaker, as a humorist in general, um, and I think he's really great with gags. I don't know that either movie. Well, let's just stick with the first one. The first one is barely held together by a plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one kind of just isn't even. I mean, it's almost not even held together. That's how how I kind of think about this thing. Right uh, the first um, movie, I'll talk yeah. about that. I I hated. Yeah. I thought the first. I thought Ted was a piece of shit. Uh-huh. Um, I was not entertained by much of anything in it at all. No, there are a couple of good gags, and that's about it, right? Like that. That's exactly the whole point. Is it's a Seth MacFarlane. Thing. I didn't even think there were that many good gags in the first. No, one. a couple. <laughs> it was just like I ba- like you said I barely remember that one now I didn't see it seven days ago thank God but um <laughs> man if I'd have had to slip that into the rest of all my viewings holy smokes yeah two of these in one week man man um no did not care for it and everything so I, I I'll strongly admit that like going into this thing I was not excited at all. I was like, this is going to be garbage. It's going to be the same thing. Because let's be honest. Let's If we're going to sit back and talk about it, let's do it. 
Seth MacFarlane um, likes to take a train, and he likes to take that train all the fucking time. Because yeah. he well, will he, ride he up... He certainly does it in the sequel. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. That's what Family Guy... Like, I was... Uh, back in the day, right? When I was working in news and stuff, my, my friend Craig would actually, like, record back on the uh, the beta tapes. Yes, we had beta tapes and news mm-hmm. and stuff, and they are better quality than the VHS, so fuck off if you don't know what you're talking about. And they still do a lot of archiving on, on tapes, so don't... Most archiving is done not digitally, but on beta. Like, if you want a high-quality archive transfer, Absolutely. it's going to come on beta. No doubt. And so we, we he would, like, record all this. So like, we would just sit there and watch Family Guy episodes, even at work and stuff. So I was a big fan, but you know, through Family Before, Guy's two cancelings. Yeah. Uh, once it came back, once you're around, like, season four and stuff... Uh, a lot of it started to show. A lot of the, you know, the little holes and everything where it was just like, okay, you're repeating the same shit over and over and over again. Yes, you had things that are funny, but the, he like McFarlane has a tendency to go back to the well far too many times. Mm-hmm. And uh, Family Guy was definitely a thing of that. And, you know, with Ted, with the original Ted, I was just like, okay, this is him just trying to be, you know, you know, whatever. I, I just didn't care for it. Didn't give a shit. Yep. Um, Ted 2, like I said, not looking forward to it, but I will say this, uh, so let's go ahead and launch into this. Um, I like this one a lot more. I mean, I wasn't absolutely in love with it, but at the end of the day, I didn't go, wow, I wasted two hours or however fucking long this thing is. I didn't feel like I wasted it. I didn't feel like it was an utter waste of time. I think there are better gags, but I think that overall the movie is worse. I mean, the story, I forget... Which may or may not make it more enjoyable, depending on what you emphasize in your, in your like uh, assessment of what's enjoyable about this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you're in this because you want to see something that's thoroughly entertaining, probably not your bag. Uh, if you want to see a few gags that are, like, pretty solid... This one's this one's got better gags. The jokes seem better. It seems a little bit more. It felt more polished than Ted did. Uh-huh. It felt like he sat, and it's been a couple years since the original Ted. It feels like he sat down and really fucking wrote this one between that between then and now. Yeah. And it it feels like that like some time has passed and that you know it's it's better. Everybody's better in this. I mean, there's some stills. There's some shit that doesn't work. I mean, the Tom Brady thing is just fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, Tom Brady, why where's Giselle at, homie? Well, You're, you know, you gotta, you gotta all, throw those bones in there for all the fuckers up in Baston. We're all and, raising uh, we're all raising an eyebrow over here. Where was Giselle? <laughs> you sleeping here, in that bed alone there, Tommy boy? Here's a uh, big part of this though. You mentioned his tendency to run a train into the ground. Yeah. This film does that with its gags so hardcore it becomes tedious now like, now now let's do a little i mean you know whatever f- fucking spoilers for ted yeah what 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 was kind of what 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 jammed well, you up? you know like uh he just it's the same repetition of gags and it keeps going throughout the film right so there's the the constant uh you know d- dick jokes that keep showing up about uh you know if you're googling something it's always black cocks which is a really funny joke the first time, and then the first callback is funny. Yeah. But then there are two more callbacks that's, later that's, in the film. That's McFarlane's problem, is that yes. it's just like, here's a good joke, here's a callback to said good joke, let's do another callback and maybe another callback. It's like, all right, Jesus, yeah. just fucking and know and when to get out. To several gags in this movie. Uh, I mean, the Tom Brady thing is one of them, which is a callback to a joke that wasn't funny in the first fucking movie. Yeah. Um. And, uh, 
I don't know, man. Like, that's my biggest problem is even as good as some of the gags and the jokes are in this sequel, and, and I was laughing uh, very hard at some of them, um, it just overall I felt like was weaker because it was just more callbacks to those good jokes as the movie like got further and further into itself. Uh, well, I also feel at the same time that like both of these characters don't seem as big a dickheads as they did in the first one. That's true. They're they're still jerky dudes, but they don't seem like as big a dickheads. And there's well, a difference. I, I will say that uh, you know, McFarlane generally does not have uh, any sort of sensibility that would ever stop him from saying anything offensive. And there's something to be said for that, but. There are gags in both of these movies, and particularly in the first one, where you're just like, holy shit, man. That's the thing you're going for? Yeah. You know? He has a like, tendency to just go, look how fucking edgy I am. Look at what I'm yeah. getting away with. And and it's not edgy, and it's not funny, right? Yeah. And, and, and it's a problem in both of the movies. This one has far less of that. And, uh, you know, so, uh, actually, like this... This film's offensive shock racial humor is much, much better executed than the first one. Um, but it's still just really fucking weird to hear some of the things that these guys have written and come out of their mouths that they think is like funny. <laughs> it's not. It's just kind of like there's a way to say offensive shit and have it be funny sometimes. I don't know that it's successful in Ted. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, does that make sense? Like, it, it's just his, like, weird fucking sophomoric shit doesn't quite have... And I have a not, feeling it's that... It's not fucking Mel Brooks, you know? It's right. not fucking Richard Pryor level shit. And that's a problem, because that's your fucking standard. It is, like... Like, you can get away with shit being offensive and abrasive and, uh, quote-unquote, edgy, Right. But there also just needs to be an actual fucking joke there at some point. Right. It's like, you know, Blazing Saddles, they drop the N-bomb more times than you could in any sort of movie today outside of, you know, something that's like very sort of, you know, quote-unquote gang-related or whatever. Right. Um, but it was there or for a reason. by Tarantino. It, well. <laughs> anyway, but but right. Like, there, there's a purpose to the gag, right? But and, they're there for a reason, yeah. And And the gag itself is funny. And there are a lot of times when not only is there not a purpose, but the gag is not even funny when it, when it's uh, just saying offensive shit. Um, I don't know. It's fucking weird. Watch, watch this thing. Uh, I, there are a couple other things I did like. I did like the Comic-Con callback to the Golemize comment. I thought that <laughs> was pretty fucking funny. Um, I'll, tell, I'll say this. Amanda Seifert can get her go Golemize around me any day of the week. I'll be okay with that. <laughs> But, uh, you know, there's funny stuff. Uh, I didn't like that Donnie was back as, like, the weird bad guy. There, there was... I like Giovanni Ribisi, but his role doesn't is almost isn't even completely fucking needed in this movie. No, it wasn't needed in the first one, right? Like, <laughs> he's a side plot that becomes the thing at the end of the film that the movie ro rotates around, but is completely unnecessary. And it's the same thing to a more extreme in, in the sequel. Um, I don't know. The, I did like the, the I did like the Ninja Turtle bit in like in the fucking him dancing. I found that funny. Yeah, and once again, a callback to the first film, which 
if you haven't seen recently, there's not, it's not even a callback to something you've seen in this movie. I think that's a problem too with the, with the style of callbacks. Like it's nice that there's a callback. Right. I didn't the, remember the, that as being a callback because it's been so long since I've seen because, the first one, but I don't know. I found it. At the end of the film when he, when Ted gets kidnapped in the first film, he sneaks out of the fat kid's room by telling him he's going to play hide and seek and he's a count to a thousand or some shit. Right. And he walks out into the, into the house and sneaks past Giovanni Ribisi in the living room, dancing to the Tiffany video. <laughs> and he's doing that dance. Right. But you know, it's funny, but it's also, that's a callback to a joke that you didn't even remember. And you still thought it was funny. But I just right, thought it was funny that, seeing a Ninja Turtle just be the like like here's how we're gonna weed them out and it's this one that dances. Yeah, I don't know why it's 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 humorous. It is it is humorous in a way on its own, right? But the payoff of that joke is clearly supposed to be right. If you remember that moment from the first one, that's it. and I I felt it was a callback when they did it because like him pulling out the iPhone initially and just going I know how to get this fucker and just and playing yeah, that. It I'm seems like, weird. I'm like it's right? got to be a callback to something. I still found it. I, I I don't know why those dead fucking turtle eyes <laughs> doing that weird fucking dance is funny. It shouldn't be, but it was. Um. So yeah, I mean, just generally overall, I was disappointed in this one, just like I was in the first one. Uh, there are funnier moments. I will say that, uh, I think the one thing I will say about this movie that describes my overall feeling, if I can succinctly put it into words, even one word is, uh, pointless. It's a pointless sequel. And, uh, I think maybe a lot of people felt that way because it did not do well at the box office this weekend. Not so much. No. Uh, so apparently, um... Its budget is estimated around uh, sixty-eight million, and it took in uh, thirty-three over the weekend. Hmm. So you know, the first one was a big surprise hit, um, and I think that Universal has been playing their cards uh, pretty uh, handily, right? In that they're kind of counter-programming the summer a lot of the time. Yeah, with uh, their I own mean, shit. You know, Aside from Jurassic World, uh, they're they're they've had huge payoffs uh, over the past few months so far uh, in in this year. Just and they're like, we'll slip this playing. one in, and yeah, exactly. Um, so that's all fine and dandy, but um, this one, I think they they were clearly anticipating making a lot more money, and uh, I don't know that it's going to. Now that being said, um. I think it took a while for the first film to make its money back. I knew, I know it was a big hit in the, uh, in, in the box office. I mean, it made over its budget in the first weekend. Um, but you know, a lot of that gross is, is still of its overall gross is still back end off of, uh, you know, rentals and, and video and shit like that. So, right. you know, we'll see, they'll probably make their money back. Uh, there are enough people who will just like buy it or rent it when it's out on DVD, um, which I think or, is perfectly acceptable. I mean, if you're not the biggest, I mean, if you're a huge Seth MacFarlane fan, chances are you've probably seen this already. But if you're if you're wishy washy on them, eh, check it out on video. But if yeah. you, I mean, even if you, I, and like I said, it's coming from somebody who hated the first Ted film. I like this one more than I did that one by a long shot. So, I mean, hey, anybody could might like it. I don't know. I think uh, I think I'll agree with that, but with a caveat that like each one form each film for me kind of counterbalances what I didn't like about the other. Fair enough. 
I'll say that. Uh, like I, I feel about the same way. I don't really like either one of them. Uh, but one, you know, they each do something different that improves on the first film and then alternately does not improve and makes worse things that I didn't like about the first film. Yeah. So that's where I'll end that. And but well, I'll I'll end it with this. I'm for against it. <laughs> to quote Sarah Silverman and Run Ronnie Run. I will, uh, and I'll end it with this. McFarlane, I, and I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not. My God, I'm not saying he's wrong. But McFarlane, I know you're in love with Jessica Bar's ass. We all are. <laughs> my God, is that blatant in that movie? Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. It's a very good thing. But it is so goddamn blatant. <laughs> it's just like, check this out. Isn't this good? It's like, yeah, it is. But you clearly are letting us know many times over. Hey, by the way, here's what we got her for. Anywho, uh, so that's two. What 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 do you say? The what's the good phrase? Uh, fuck. Did we already I'm forget? For, I'm for against it. The the Sarah Silverman thing. Yes, we're for against this movie. We're yeah. for it. We're kind of against it. We're for against it. I, yes. I like that. That's not too shabby. All right, so uh, that is it. Next week, we got to, I mean, I'm telling you, man, as soon as the summer feels like it's slowing down a little bit, it jumps back up. We got two uh, big new releases uh, next week. We got uh, Terminator uh, 1857. Is that how many we're up to at this point? Yeah, Genesis. 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 These people can't even, like, fucking idiots. Hey, and man, it's going to be edgy and cool. Yeah, and of course, oh, James Cameron approved, so it's just fine, man. Um, <laughs> he approved. Well, I not that James he's probably has approved many a thing. Not that I doubt that he's get. He's like, it's like, come on, he's getting some money somewhere for that movie. So, I don't, I don't know that he is. He created the characters. He gets some sort of royalty. That's how it works. I mean, yeah, that's true. He gets. It, he may not it have a big. Isn't that much because the the rights are kind of wholesale at this point. I he's I look I'm sure that it's not you know as big or whatever but all I'm saying it's is not a producer credit that, this man still thinks that people want four avatar sequels Sweet so baby Jesus no so you know like I'll take it with a grain of salt I am looking forward to seeing it and I've heard that Schwarzenegger's fantastic in it the movie maybe not so much but we'll let you know next week we'll talk about that and you want to talk about some counter programming kids you've never seen bigger counter programming than the other <laughs> film that yes Matt and I will both be watching so go fuck yourself we're both we're also going to be viewing not only Terminator Genesis but the on the other end of the spectrum we're going to be talking about Magic Mike XXL as well i'm actually and have been much more excited about seeing Magic Mike uh XXL than Terminator Genesis. So that's what's going to happen there. Because I, I really like the first Magic Mike. I did. I saw, that, saw that movie three times in theaters, and it was fun and depressing each time. And But, like, depressing in the way that I think Soderbergh was going for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think so. It, for those of you out there who are really skeptical and you're like, man, I ain't watching a fucking male stripper movie or whatever, uh, the, uh, offense, uh, uh, sorry for the offense if you uh, fucking talk like that or whatever. But hey, you know, for, that's mean. For, for those out there who are all like, like mother, motherfucking faggot movie, ain't watching this shit. Uh, Magic Mike is fucking awesome. It is fucking good. Steven Soderbergh nailed that movie right out of the fucking park. It's fucking great. Uh, even the stripping sequences are a whole lot of fun if you don't even give a fuck about watching males strip. They're fun. 
uh, little sequences. They're well shot and well directed. Oh, speaking of which, fucking dance sequences. I will say this about Ted 2. Thank fucking God we got a Busby Berkeley dance number at the beginning of this fucking movie. I don't know how he uh, like squeezed oh, that. Oh, I know how it is. He's all, because he's Seth well, motherfucking that. McFarlane. That's all he loves. Well, I fucking know that. But, you know, like, like thank you. I will thank him publicly for that. Like, like thank you for a fucking, like, dance number at the beginning of this. It was fucking cool. I enjoyed that part of the movie thoroughly. Um, just because it's, you know, fucking show tunes. And, and Busby Berkeley shit. And it's awesome. It's, it's like a fucking Arthur Freed musical sequence from the 30s. It was fucking great. I'm tired of his shtick. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah, but that shit's awesome. I'll take any. I'll take more of that shit any fucking day. I don't care who's peddling it. Like, give me some of that Arthur Freed unit MGM shit. Mm. Give it to me. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's what we're gonna uh, be doing. So, so all I was saying before that is like, Magic Mike's fucking good. Give it a shot. Maybe you'll like it. Sit down with your girl. Sit down with your boy. I don't know. Like, fucking check it out. It's Whatever good. you want to do. We're gonna be some of the only straight dudes at this place. So. I may be the only one Maybe. when I go. Yeah. I was planning on being the only straight dude when, when I was there seeing it by myself earlier today, but I didn't get to go. I want to high-five some bros. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bro? What's up, man? We're going to fucking see these. Yeah. yeah. I got some Joey Mandinello over there looking uh, all fucking. You know, when I went to see the first one on uh, opening day. Um, I was there squarely because I, you know, like I like Channing Tatum. He's fine. But I was there. I was there because fucking Steven Soderbergh's my boy. Yeah. And, uh, and I showed up and I sat there and there was like nothing. I was the only dude in there. A bunch that's, of fucking. That's how like, I went to it. I was just like, like well, mid thirties and mid 40 year old women, like, like drinking, uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, bottles of booze that they had brought like wine. That they had snuck into the I theater. stuck in a little bit of barefoot <laughs> wine over here. Got it at the gas station. Phillips 66 going to fill this motherfucker up. It's my favorite thing that uh, women do when they go see uh, sexy movies or like fun women movies. They, they always bring fucking bottles of wine and split that shit in the theater. And, uh, I, you know, people did it when both of the Sex and the City movies came out. They did it when... Only white ladies would ever do this. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, look, man, there are not, uh, <laughs> sex in the city, particularly not the most like racially diverse crowd going to see that. <laughs> like hmm, white <laughs> ladies in their forties and fifties. Yeah. That's uh, about it. And gay dudes. And I was about to say in a couple of gay guys, um, like I forgot about them. We, we, they're in there too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you know, it's probably a poor judge. I don't know. I've, I've I'm trying to think if I've seen, there was something that a black woman, when I was a projectionist, there was like a couple of black women that came to see something. I can't remember what the fuck it was. Uh, when I was a projectionist, they came to see some shit. I don't know. Look, we'll talk about it after the show. Anyways, Anyways fuck in the woods uh, or some shit with Tay Diggs. I can't remember. <laughs> Tay Diggs. Uh, so that's it, everybody. That's the show for this week. Join us next week. Matt, where in the meantime, sirs, can we find more work of yours on the internet? Uh, well, I'm constantly tumbling stuff over on conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com. Uh, I've been a little slow this week, but you know, it's pick I've stayed constant at least, just a little slow. Um, and then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith, and uh, you know, follow me over there. Do it, that, people. That's that's uh, you know. I think I don't even know what I've done over there today. I've been on Twitter. <laughs> 
Mostly I was just reading updates from the England match that I was not watching. England! Yeah, for the, for the Women's World Cup. Which uh, has been fucking awesome. I know we don't talk about sports on this show. I fucking love... Specifically soccer. soccer. <laughs> fucking love soccer. Anyway. What a weirdo. <laughs> and of course, you can always uh, follow this here podcast at The Film Find on the tweets. Uh, head us up at facebook.com slash the film find. So if you've listened to us and uh, found us from our uh, from my episode of OTC, welcome. Listen to my other podcasts as well, Hero Movie Podcast at heromoviepodcast.com. Uh, some good stuff coming out there. I think we'll, we'll probably do Chronicle. I don't know. i got to talk to the boys about it. we got to figure out what order we're doing shit in. Uh, but a lot of stuff going on. So uh, that There's some really good back uh, episodes over there, too. Tons of here. it, baby. We've been doing it for a whole year. So And uh, they, and they oh, dude, the Doctor Strange. Just get on that shit. We're, we're excited. I mean, come on. Forget about yeah. it. Uh, so go ahead and uh, go check that out, of course, uh, and on the tweets at Adam Porches and all that shit. All the links are up on thefilmfind.com, so do us a favor, check all that shit out. And it's been a while, guys. Throw us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. So if you've been listening for a couple weeks and everything and you dig stuff, uh, you know, take two minutes out of your day. It'd be lovely for us, and it kind of helps us thing grow a little bit further and stuff. And uh, don't don't let my friends over at HMP get bigger heads about how the show's get, that show's getting bigger than this one. So, you know. Come on. I mean, they can. I enjoy this show. It's fine. Uh, so that is I get it. To say fuck. Yeah, we can say fuck on this show. <laughs> so uh, yeah, go check that out. So uh, that is it, everybody. We will be back next week for Ma- uh, Magic Mike Double tr- XL. I was gonna say Triple XL. That's me. Oh, speaking of which, hold on. <laughs> my uh, good joke. Uh, well, I think it was funny. Uh, my friend uh, Fred Topel, who uh, who reviews films online. Uh, for a variety of websites, including Nerdist, said that uh, the ideal sequel for Magic Mike Double XL would star Vin Diesel, and it would be called Magic Mike Triple X. Oh God, no! Where he has to go through and kill people or something. <laughs> I kind of, yeah. I'd, I'd kind of I'd watch, watch that. <laughs> I kind of watch that. This is anyway. sad admission. Uh, so that's it, everybody. Uh, join us back here next week for that and Terminator Genesis. And uh, we'll see you next time. So for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, everybody. did it I feel, I feel all right about that episode it's not too shabby uh let me tell you something sirs um jump yourself onto the new uh the new apple music
I'm digging it. Yeah? I'm digging it a lot. Because, um, like, I, I was, like, a big Pandora user. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you make your playlists and all. Well, not playlists with Pandora, but, uh, you know, you kind of shuffle around, tell them what you like, tell them what you don't. Right. So you kind of do a little bit of that, uh, you know, stuff at the beginning where you're like, hey, pick this deal, pick this deal. What do you like more? You know, who's a couple artists you like and all that kind of shit. Uh, just some radio stuff has been pretty fucking dead on. Uh, I've liked a lot of it. Right on. So, uh, the, the, the radio, and here's the thing, in the radio station that they do, the Beats 1 radio, mm-hmm. um, it's not as garbage as you might expect it to be. Uh, I, I don't, nice. I don't dig everything in it because I mean it's not all my, you know, my jam. But um, it's not like all the shit that you would hear on the regular radio. You turn it on, and it's just like, wow, this is different. This is not something that you would normally hear a lot. So it's nice. But I mean, right you got first three months of it are free, so definitely worth uh, testing out for sure. I'm, I'll think about it. And it's, only, and it's only 10 bucks a month after that. But if you buy like the, the quote unquote family pack or whatever, it's like 15 and you can split it up between six people. Huh. So that's kind of cool. Anyway, I don't have six people. Now I'm sad. I don't either. <laughs> 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 There's nobody to fucking thank you. Uh, no, we had a, we had a good fucking time on that show, dude. That, that, uh, that guy is just a, Oh, come on, Josh. He's like, anguish. Oh, God. That's terrible. Like, oh, God almighty. I'm like, no, that's a anguish is fun, dude. Wait, what? Anguish. The, the, yeah. One of the movies I reviewed on the show. Is somebody, is somebody talking about it right now? No, my, what are fr- you talking about? my friend just commented on my Facebook. He was just like, anguish. Oh. God almighty. <laughs> anguish is good, bro. Especially, like I said, I, and, and I would talk about it in the show. It's like, if you see it in the theater, it's even better. Because it's a it's a movie about movies in in theaters yeah. and shit, and so it's, it's yeah yeah yeah. I, I like I said, I saw it. God, it must have been. I must have been in fucking like high school when I saw that movie or some shit. Uh, I remember liking it. I like Zelda Rubenstein because she's uh, such a weird actress, and this is like um, a perfect weird role for her, no doubt. Yeah, and and she's she's actually a really good actress. I, like she's just weird, right? Uh, <laughs> Makes some odd choices here and there. She's one of one of those types, uh, and I like her a lot. So, what do you um, what do you what do you think about? Uh, I didn't get a chance. To, I don't know that we talked about this too much, or at least you and I have. Are you going to ask me about Bruce Campbell? N- well, no, I I don't really know much about that. I was going to talk uh, the um, no. John Barenthal is the Punisher. What do you what are your thoughts there? Oh, did we not talk about this at all last week? I don't know that we did. No, I don't think we did either. Uh, I'm down with it. I fucking think it's good. I like John Bernthal. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I got no issues. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. I'm just, I'm glad that like uh, for in the new MCU here, I, I like that Daredevil is going to be where he kind of makes his debut. Yeah. Well, and it makes perfect sense, right? And they got uh, a long history together and stuff, so. Yeah, and I mean, some of the best uh, Daredevil and Punisher storylines have to do with them. Uh, fucking, I think it was... I think Ed Brubaker wrote a like small part of a story arc where uh, Daredevil was in prison, and um, like the the Punisher uh, like gets himself caught <laughs> so that he can enter the prison and kill some people that he's out for, and then and then like he inadvertently like ends up helping Daredevil. They like team up in prison because Daredevil at that point 
in that story continuity, his, his like identity as Matt Murdock is not a secret anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they like fuck some people up in prison. It's pretty fucking good. That was, I'm pretty sure that's an Ed Brubaker, uh, storyline. Um, I don't know. I, I think the daredevil versus punisher is a good way to start. Cause yeah. there's definitely a long history of their, like, they're doing the same thing, but Punisher does not care about blowing people's heads off. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, oh, really? Well, you yeah. get away around all your pussy shit. Bam! <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it yeah. uh, a lot. I think it'll be fun. Good times. So, um, uh, no, you, di- you didn't see the, the Ash versus Evil Dead pick that was released I s- today? Yeah, I saw I saw the pick. Is there anything more no, to it. the... That's I it? just want it, like, it's fucking cool. Like, hey, there he is. He's a little older. But uh, it's so great to see him back with a chainsaw hand. <laughs> so That's what I, thought, I thought that was funny. I was just like, okay, so good. We're staying with that. Good deal. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it's a, apparently a, a sequel to Army of Darkness. So Where's, uh, what station is that on? What, what? It's going to be on Stars. Stars. That's what it was. I was like, I, was um, like, I know, I feel like it's Showtime, but it's not Showtime. Which, it just starts with which an I'm, I'm cutting my cord this week, uh, getting, getting rid of that fucking cable. Uh, except for internet, good for you. And uh, so I, I think, um, I think I'm just gonna have to uh, obtain that show because Stars, unlike Showtime, is apparently not going to be doing a streaming service standalone anytime soon. Ah, they'll uh, eventually get to it. I, everybody's but, gonna see the fucking writing on the walls here. And here's the thing: yeah. you can't have well, number one like, HBO. Like, like here's the thing: like Showtime uh, going through Hulu Plus is a brilliant fucking move for them. Because it's going to just get people who are already paying for Hulu Plus. They'll be like, "Oh, an extra eight bucks? Yeah, I'll do that." Is that what it's going to run? Yeah, I think it's an extra seven ninety nine. That's, that's probably it, not bad. Showtime. I mean, especially if you have all the access to the movies and stuff, that's probably mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah, so I think it's just going to run through that, and 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 it's a smart move because now they don't have to spend time uh, dealing with uh, like developing their own app. And, and getting that out. I mean, you could already do Showtime anytime if you were a Showtime subscriber, but yeah. HBO kind of had to reconfigure shit when they switched to HBO now, right? Um, as their like, only streaming service. Um, and I think it's smart of Showtime to not have to go through that because now that like that's going to launch, uh, I think this month it launches on Hulu Plus. Yeah. Uh, and it's for half the price of what HBO now is. And and you don't even have to download a new app. It's or, a smart play. Uh, install anything. You just if you're on Hulu Plus, you fucking add it onto it, and then you're done. Yeah, definitely smart so, play. Yeah, it's good, and so hopefully Stars will do that. But I'll totally just fucking find it online because yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no way. Oh, I'm it's not oh, the, that show. well, and there's no way that it's not going to be available online four seconds after it's done. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like all those, like you can watch any show an hour after the episode airs. People just have to render it and upload it, and that's all it is, yeah. right? So there are people that'll do it, and then I'll watch it, and it'll be good. So, um, all right, well, I'll look forward to talking about these movies next week. I'm, I'm really excited about seeing both of them. I'm going to try to squeeze in a few other things, um, so we'll see what I get in there. Yeah, if I wasn't so busy with everything, I like. I think my, I think in earnest, my extra watching of movies will will pick back up next week, and that's my tentative plan because I'll get two HMPs out on Thursday, so I'm gonna have Friday and Saturday completely to myself, so I can do whatever I need to do in, in that particular space. 
Right. And then next week, since I won't have an HMP to record, I'll just have an episode of this. And I'm not guessing on any other podcast. I'll just kind of bang out everything we can. But yeah, it's looking looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't. I've got to see what's playing at the plaza because uh, I want to get in a couple of shows there as well over the weekend. That's our like actual indie theater uh, here. Um, but you know, like I just I fucking got my whole schedule got thrown off uh, this weekend uh, or this week because uh, because of this like break in attempt on Monday. So I've been at home waiting on like the guy coming tomorrow to fix our window um and so you know it just sucks because i gotta sit here because the window's like cracked and shit and i don't want anything to happen while i'm not here uh not talking about like people coming back to break in right but like the window shatters uh from fucking changing air pressure or some shit and like the dogs get cut up or some shit right right um so we'll see I don't know so is 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 this just constantly you know kind of going on in your in your head like what do you mean? He's climbing in your window. He's matching your people up. Trying to rape them so you need to hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your dogs. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. They're raping everybody out here. No, I mean, like, I've, I've had friends who have been broken into and completely fucking freaked out about it. But, like, they didn't even get in the house, right? Like, we have an alarm system. Our our dog looks like he'll fuck you up. Yeah. Um, so you know they boosted the window up finally, and like they tried some other entrances not so successfully, and uh, they boosted the window up, and then the like the alarm system kicked in, and then after that, uh, that was it. So I'm not like, you know, I'm, I don't even think about it honestly. That's uh, good. I'd say <laughs> that's. But you know, I fucking live in Atlanta. In a in a like mixed uh, lower to middle middle class uh, neighborhood, so it's not like it's an unexpected occurrence. <laughs> it's like look, this is going to happen mean, eventually. <laughs> well, yeah, and like I've already been here for four years, so I think I've beat the odds in some some form, right? I mean, I live in like near downtown Atlanta. It's not yeah. like I'm, you know, out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, so you know, whatever. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I think people like get really fucking sensitive about their space being invaded and shit. Like, like I know, like I, if, if I'd come home and my TV had been taken and all this other shit gone, like, yeah, I, I would have fucking hated it and it would suck. But, uh, also like, I don't leave my computer at home ever. Whenever I leave the house, I just like, I take it. Um, so, you know, I've got renters and like, this is the thing you, you have renters insurance. You fucking have an alarm system. You're set. Uh, end of discussion, right? <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. People over overreact sometimes. Crazy motherfuckers! All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. All right.